This is Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music, one beer at a time. Today, we are celebrating springtime the German way. productive day which is kind of uh typical of spring this is why this is why i love this time of year it's so great it re-energizes but more importantly it makes you f- you know you can bring in the short shorts maddie you can just pop you've them out. seen my short shorts 2009 when we sailed to bermuda we all had short shorts and those exist to this day keith barkwood if you're listening and i know you are i'm talking about you out there in alaska see i've chosen to forget that memory that's fine no, i have six photos to, one. to prove it it's okay yeah, they don't exist oh, they- um anyway so welcome to a new episode of bach to bach where we are really focusing on all things spring whether it's the programming whether it is uh the type of beer you're drinking and also especially enjoying the beer especially yeah. the beer but also enjoying this time type of weather and really basking in the glow that is you know, shorts, dresses, and not, you know, layer upon layer, layer, upon layer and bulky Irish sweater weather. We don't know, wherever you're listening from, we've been lucky enough to have four straight days of sunshine and, and, a, and a huge jump in temperature from where we've been all winter. Um, and we've only had snow. Which is pretty similar to Hoth. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty close. Yeah. Um, and knowing that our listeners range from Kabul to, uh, you know, Ankara to, yeah, to Dwaynesburg. Yeah, everyone's seeing the full range, but spring is here, and and we're excited. Portland itself is is coming alive again, which we um, we love. Yeah, it, and this is your first coming up on your first summer in Portland. Well, I mean, trip, first, yeah, last year summer. I was away, wasn't I? I was I was in England for a long time, and then um, this is yeah, this is totally different. And I'm excited. But this is the time for more energized music. This is the time for more more uh, drinkable beers, uh, lighter ABV. Um, and lighter in texture, lighter in flavor. We've got a few of those guys coming up in the in the next we, few episodes. We we've do. Got, uh, we, uh, we mentioned it last time. The uh, shipyards doing a lot of experimental weird, beers. Experimental beers uh, dealing with. Uh, we can't say it right crisp now. Crisp flavor, I would say. Crisp flavor, yeah. Stuff that you. I think it's going to be the hot you new wouldn't, trend. You in the wouldn't next few expect, years. but yeah. it's something that's truly. We, uh, Revolutionary. We've so. got a growler of it in the fridge, and it, it on, a, on a hot day, it's a delight. And I do mean that, a delight. But on a lower scale, as far as Google beers, we'll get to it later in the episode, but we have this um, this Hefeweizen that's actually basically a working man's beer Yeah. Um, and in Germany. Yeah, um, this is this episode is kicking off spring in the German style. So we, you know, we've been sitting there, we've, we've, we're going for Bach. We've, to, you know, it's part of our name. And we're uh, going to go back Which to Which one? The first or the second part of it? I, well, kind of both, actually. We're not doing the second part of the box. We're going to leave them out there. This was... Uh, we, we went down to Portland Market the other day looking for Hefeweizen, which was kicked off by the warm weather. I think that was the cue for, for both yeah. of us that this was time for like a really cool, crisp wheat beer. And uh, the folks at Portland Market are... They're fantastic. If you haven't been yeah. there, you can get everything under the sun. We, we've been saying this, that this is one of the... Probably... The best selection, the most variety of craft beer, both domestic and international, um, in this city. Yeah. It, it's by far the best selection. Hands the, down. The other places that have a fantastic choice, but this is the, the largest array of beers you can choose from. Yeah, everyone else is really well curated, but if you want 
um, especially single, you know, single, single uh, cans, bottles, single, single bottles. Yeah, yeah they, I mean, this is the place. So um, two two folks converged on me and, and helped me kind of pick this Hefeweizen out. And uh, the guy who eventually found this one, and we're going to come back to it a bit later with, with where it's from and what it is. Uh, this is a, a Hefeweizen that is it's, it's the working man's beer. And this guy spent a lot of time in Germany. He lived there for a long time. And he was saying this is the stuff that at the end of a, of a long summer day, the guys are coming out of the pub and gals coming out of the pub and or out of work and they're going right to the bar and this is what they're having. Um, it's, it's simple. It's incredibly tasty. It's incredibly affordable. And most likely that no matter where you're listening from, you're going to be able to find this it. beer. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be able to go to the, the shop after you listen to this episode and, uh, and pick up a four pack yourself. And what, while we're on the topic of like, you know, this time of year and spring, we thought we'd get a lot more energized music from one of the creators or one of the big parts of our, our podcast, which is Bach. Oh yeah. And we're going to talk about the third, uh, Brandenburg Concerto. Now the Brandenburg Concertos are a series of orchestral works yep. uh, by Johann Sebastian Bach that were finished in 1721. Um, that these are six separate pieces of music that can be played separately or consecutively. And they, they, that's quite frequent. We've, uh, we've, we talked about it before. Um, New Year's Day in Albany, New York. Well, in Troy, New York. Yep. Uh, in Troy Savings Bank Music Hall, which if you haven't been there and you're from anywhere... It is one of the oldest concert halls that are still still maintained in the world. And, and acoustically, it, uh, it is it's almost perfection. It's, it is. It's still the original seat from the 1800s. They haven't updated them because it affected the acoustics. Yeah. We've played there, both of us, quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, and, uh, and and New Year's Day, every year they perform all six Brandenburgers. Yes. Which from, is... from the Berkshire Box Society. Heck yeah. Um, the, the third Brandenburg Concerto, however, is if you want to compare it to Vivaldi's Four Seasons, it's very much that like, rejuvenation type piece that, yeah. that where it, yeah, yeah, you, you yeah. feel that springtime, you feel that lighter texture, um, those, the letter motif uh, in, in the music you, you feel energized you feel excited about what you're listening to and you were saying that the third Brandenburg was debuted in around this time right? yeah well, so basically what the way it was is that Bach wrote all six and completed all six in 17 by 1721 and usually at this point you would give it off to at the time what was called a copyist okay. to, to write it and deliver it as a professional finished copy gotcha based on what's in the composer's head um, and so uh, one thing that Bach loved, Bach was very mathematical. Vivaldi was very mathematical. Um, there was a use of what's called sequences, which is if we th- look at math or think back to high school math or even middle school math, we studied sequences, which were patterns of numbers. So whether it was like, you know, you follow the pattern of 1, 4, 7, 10, 13, 16, 19, something in that long. Right. Now you compare it to the music and you want to look at it. It's either rhythmic and note related. So that... The rhythms are exactly the same as a group, and then the note distance between each note is exactly the same, as if you moved up and down as a group of, of notes and rhythms together, and then repeat that over and over again. So it may be different notes and rhythms each time, but the pattern itself repeats in a different place. So people should be people at home should be listening for uh, the patterns of notes, but even, even though the notes themselves may be different, they're looking for the same... Um... Same intervals, yeah. Okay, okay, got it. And, and basically, and then you want to look at it also that you'll hear it in a fugue fashion. We've talked about fugues way back from episode two. Yep, absolutely. And fugue, then, right? so um, you'll hear it passed around the ensemble, starting from the violin ones, and then you hear it through the violas and second violins, and then finally the cellos and, and bass bring it in at, towards the end. Right. And basically, it's, it's almost like a round, but uh, usually fugues ex- are much more exploratory, and this is much more just kind of 
um, and echoing of each other and copying of each other. So take a listen for those sequence patterns constantly throughout Brandenburg Concerto Number no. Three, the third movement, the Allegro in G major. listening all i can think of is what i actually want to play for the listeners which is a, a cover which yeah we, which we can't play at the moment legally do we can't yeah, legally yeah, yeah. do uh if you have been living under a rock for the last five years or so i'm gonna fight you on that actually if you are not up to date with um new and emerging artists you may not know who the punch brothers are because they are a Someone who are, who's breaking new ground as far as a bluegrass band who is exploring every other genre of music, though. 
Right, and I think a lot of folks were gravitated towards them because they're bluegrass roots, but because a lot of them have classical training as well. well I think they they gravitate towards them in the first place because of their leader, which is Chris Thiele. Yes, who, who is you might know from everything Nickel Creek, um, Goat Rodeo Sessions. He's also the new um, host of new host of Prairie Home Companion. Exactly. Took over from Garrison Keeler, um, multi-time Grammy Award winner, um, and is currently on tour this summer. Actually, starting uh, this weekend. Um, through the entire summer with Punch Brothers and then a group called I'm With Her as direct support, which is Sarah DeRose, Aoife O'Donovan, and Sarah Watkins from Nickel Creek. And it just so happens that we've got our tickets already. We do. Yes. Um, so it's kind of uh, it's kind of incredible. So, But these guys did a cover in, uh, in the living room in New York City a couple years back. Mm-hmm. And we I forget who ran across it first, but... The way these guys incorporate classical into their shows, people come for their bluegrass sound, and, oh, yeah. they'll, and they'll just spring it. You can actually hear. We're going to put the link up on our Facebook site as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, check it out. You can hear when they do this kind of this uh, whimsical introduction. No one really knows where the piece is going, and then it goes into this arrangement that one of their members has has set up for them. And they uh, launch straight into the same piece you've just listened the to. The third moon of Bach, uh, Brandenburg three. Exactly. And it's with mandolin, Christy Lamb mandolin, and bass and violin. And it, but and, what and I loved instead, actually, as far as the low end was, instead of the cello section doing it, um, it was it was upright bass doing these, like, which bass. is so much more difficult than cello. Absolutely, because the speed of it. And, and then also at the same time, the banjo playing a lot of tunes as well. Mm-hmm. Just it, it, to hear the same piece on different instruments adds it's this it's it's so energizing which is one of the reasons we wanted to focus on this for this particular episode is because with all the sunshine all the warmth we wanted something that would pick people up and get them ready for the for the springtime and to be you know have continuity with our with our podcast we've talked about chris Lee endlessly because he is the pioneer of making classical music cool yes um along with yo-yo ma and us obviously (laughs) I mean, when it comes to the top five, we're at the top four. He's he is he's he's pioneering new ways and just making it accessible to folks. Uh, what maybe one day, maybe one day in the future, we will get him on this show. Probably a Tuesday. Probably would be a Tuesday. Um, but so we have energized music. We have and an energized cover. We're posting on our Facebook page. What about an, a really crisp beer that we can have to celebrate springtime? What do you have off for us, Manny? So the Hefeweizen. Is is a it's a great beer for this time of year, especially really cold. Um, it's a it's a fifty fifty ratio with uh, of wheat. Um, so the yeast that produces this kind of unique uh, flavor that people throw in the words banana, clove, um, re- and I know Kev, you're not a particular fan of wheat beers in general. Well, because they mess up the burp cycle, and I can't burp. That's right. That's right. So we, it's we it's more it's more of the fact that it hinders me from burping more often. That's not the worst reason in the world to be honest. It is pretty bad. It's a pretty bad reason. Anyway, continue. So uh, P, when you read through reviews of Hefeweizens, you hear people dropping, and I, and I get a little bit on the edge about this, people dropping words like bubblegum, notes of apples. I worry about it getting a little bit pretentious on this edge, but at the end, end of the day... Um, when this is really cold and it's really warm out, this is a really nice beer to warm down okay. with. We are drinking uh, Benedictine Weiss beer. Uh, you can find it in cans. It's specifically is in it four- Benedictine or Benedictiner? Oh, Benedictiner. So this is the problem. Every time we've had a German 
a word on this podcast. We get about 10 to 5 billion uh, emails saying that we're pronouncing it wrong. Because well, we're, we're American. Uh, and, and there's a reason German isn't the international language of the world. It's because uh, it's... However, it's it was the most romantic language, That's I believe. not true. That there's no According way to a study enough. that no one made up. If if you're, I mean, if you're into some pretty freaky stuff between the sheets, maybe. But what about on top of the sheets? Is that more like a, just a bedspread? I, I, I don't even know if the Germans get to the sheets. I, I think, it, yeah. Anyway, um, back to half a license. Back to half a license. It's, it it may be, but I I for the life of me can't explain it. Uh, the thing is, I know you don't like it because it's not a lot of, you love your hops, don't you? I do, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, porters and stouts are growing on me. It's, it's kind of great. So whoever have a serve their purpose. They are a wonderful spring and summertime beer, regardless of what type of beer drinker you are. Exactly. The day's done. You're out, you're at a bar and the weather's warm. The sun's out. It's not. A it's bit. crisp. It's yeah. clean. It gets you just relaxed and enjoying the weather for what it is. Yep, exactly. And this this uh, Benedictine uh, Benedictiner Weiss bar. And again, this is we, we are terrible at pronouncing German. I think we can both. There's a 100 percent that. chance that's true. It's so true. Um, America th- has voted. <laughs> this is something you can pick up pretty much. Pretty in, much anywhere. Yeah, pretty much anywhere in the states. This is this is the. It's it's affordable. A four pack costs us five ninety nine here in Portland. Yeah, um, which for imported beers is pretty fantastic. Imported Hefeweizen beer. Like, yeah, and, yeah. And just to reemphasize, the guy we were we were talking uh, to in, in Portland Market was saying this is when he was in Germany. This is the stuff that the guys were uh, drinking at the pub when they got out of work. This is what you end your day with. So it's brewed in a place called Etal. Um, but th- there's a lot of American breweries trying to do the half of Eisen thing. In fact, you you bought a four pack. I bought a four pack from uh, from a, a brewery in Vermont, and they did okay. It was much heavier than what this is. This is what a half of should be. It should be a crisp, clean wheat beer. Yeah. And half that are made in the states are very heavy. Do you think that's because they're trying to? I think they're trying trying to be something different than what's trying to do the American style. Do you think? Do you think it's different, or just trying to because because breweries are producing so many other beers like um, double IPAs and imperial stouts? We're going for this huge flavor, huge ABV. Well, that, that's I think they're trying to. Bring well, that's a that's a major that. East Coast trend right now. It's 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 East Coast breweries want to go the the heavy intense beers. Which is it's, it's not is from Vermont. True, but this yeah. I mean, being a Vermont beer, do you think that's being I think so that, along yes, by exactly. That. Um however, we when you go towards West Coast beers, you really get that cleaner finish with how we want to have a beer taste based on what type of beer it is. Okay. Um, so I think if we went to a West Coast type of ice, which we've not tried yet, yeah. I think we'd be much closer to what we're, we're trying today from Germany. Right. Um, yeah. But try this out. Again, uh, Benedictiner Weissbeer. Uh, we'll put a picture of it up on the, on the Facebook page as well so that everyone can have a look. Uh, but go to your local beverage shop. Like, talk to your folks there. Tell them what you want. And tell them. You know, you don't... We, we, are, we are 
putting a great emphasis on buying local, which I think is a fantastic movement. Whatever local is to you is not local to me. Look, whatever local exactly. is to you. If you are in Alaska, Keith Barkwood, we're talking to you. If you are in California, it's all if, Keith Barkwood. This episode, isn't it? He's. I, I love the guy to death. He's fantastic. He's adorable. He really is. He's the only man that I know that can rock a visor. As we've said before, buying local is fantastic, but all at the same time. You know, explore. We, one of the great things about beverage shops these days is that they bring in a lot of international product. And there's a lot to be said that it has traveled that far to make it to your neighborhood, mm. which says something about it. Especially uh, as the quote-unquote working man's beer, something that probably is not as top shelf as most craft beers here in the States. Yeah. But clearly it's good enough to make it all the way to the United States in multiple beverage shops in small cities and large cities and towns. Exactly. It's, it's a clean beer. It's a drinkable beer. It's... A standby, I think. That being said, someone just sent a photo up on uh, on Facebook of a can of PBR costing ten Australian dollars in Sydney the other day, and that is the equivalent to like a thousand U.S. dollars. It's uh, well, that's what's called robbery. I, I may be exaggerating that a little bit, but it's, it's nine hundred ninety-seven U.S. dollars. It puts a really good price on, but PBR. it's just a freaking PBR. <laughs> so. Um, Check out this beer, especially if you're sitting there. It's springtime. You're coming out of winter. You're you're tired, and you just want to you know you just want to sit back in a chair, open a beer, and relax. Listen to Brandenburg Three. Uh, listen to the Punch Brothers recording, especially that we're going to put up on our Facebook page, and and crack open a half a Weizen or some other light beer that just embodies springtime for you. If you have a porch, go sit on it. If you have speakers, blast the music. Yeah. Have beers with your friends and enjoy the weather. Welcome to the springtime. It's been another great episode of Bach to Bach. Cheers. Cheers. Subscribe to Bach to Bach on iTunes and follow us on social media at Bach to Bach. <laughs>